Welcome to the 100 Club. It is time yet again for another squad profile as we continue the inevitable move towards the start of the tournament on the 21st of July. And we are actually going to be looking today at one of the teams that will play in the very first game that is being broadcast for the 100, uh, the Oval Invincibles women squad. Uh, Ollie, hi. Hello. So, uh, yeah, it's a ticket, uh, ticket I've got. I'm going to be going to that first fixture. So, of course you are. Yeah. yeah. It's an exciting one, this one. This where are you these sat? Are... Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't, know. don't think they tell us where we're going to be. I think it's just open open area. So, maybe, maybe, you should, possible. maybe you shouldn't declare it on, on, on the internet as well, just in case uh, <laughs> you get some live reaction. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll be there too. Yeah. Presumably sitting, sitting near Ollie. Hopefully, hopefully he, sat near me. Because he bought me the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know you're, you're right on the other side of the ground. <laughs> Hear enough of your cricketing and opinions in this show. Don't want any more my free well, time. At least, at least he got invited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see how it is. Hi, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi there, Tom. I would have invited you, but yeah, I know. you know how I know. Well, I'm a long way away. I know how that is. Um, okay. Back to matters at hand. Uh, this is a, a squad that is um, pretty strong, I reckon. Um, who have you picked out as the star player, um, Ollie? Well, there's um, there's a real sort of um, strong South African sort of spine to this team, really. Um, so I could, probably could have picked any of the three South Africans in this side, but I'm going to go for um, Danny van Nierkirk. Um, she's the South African captain. Um, we'll kind of go through, uh, you know, where we see the. the the first strongest 11 uh, in a moment, but I'm going to have a back net three, which is where she bats for the Sydney Sixers. Um, she's got a really, um, you know, really strong record, but also she's a really good bowler. And I think uh, she bowls, bowls leg spin, sort of seems to take wickets in clumps. Um, kind of looking at her, actually, I think she's, when she sort of first came onto the scene, she was you know, kind of bowling a little bit slow and a bit loopier, but now I think she's kind of, she seems to be bowling a little bit flatter, which means she's getting a few more rotations on the ball, and I think it's coming through a bit quicker, and it means that she's starting to get, you know, sort of real drift on the ball. The last few times I've seen her play, you know, getting getting it to, to, to dip and drift, then it's really difficult as a as batsman to try and get after her. So she seems to be seems to be taking more wickets now. Take, um, talk, talking it. about taking bat, uh, wickets in clumps, I think she's the only person in international cricket, men or women's, to take four wickets without conceding a run. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, you can look at you can look at that on um, it's out there on YouTube. So it's mm. when she was um, playing for South Africa versus the versus the West Indies, and um, yeah, they just the, the West Indies batters just cannot get her away to not uh, clearly not picking her. Um, and yeah, she picks up picks up four for none, which um, yeah. which takes a bit of doing. Now I've batted with my my brother before, and I think I've batted with my dad before. I've never had a bat with my wife. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is uh, something that Vanika gets to do on a yeah. fairly regular basis. Yeah, Marizan Cap. Marizan Cap. Um, yeah. They got married a, married a few years ago. Both part of the South African setup. So she's one of the other. Um, one of the South African trio in this side. I mean, she she could also have been my my pick for pick for star this side. To be honest, um, great bowler. She's um, um, quick and accurate. You know, quite sort of you know tall and um, also picks up wickets in clumps. She's got hat tricks in um, 
for the for the Sydney Sixers before. Um, Isn't there some um, some footage of them bowling at each other in the house or something? <laughs> yes, I think, I think currently they're, they're over in Europe, uh, but I think they're having a little holiday. Uh, I think it might be Croatia, but they're um, they're clearly having to do some quarantine time. So, um, <laughs> they're sort of up on Twitter posting um, posting videos of playing cricket in the hotel corridor. So As you um, do. yeah, nice. committed to to cricket if you. Finding some space to have a net in the corridor keeps you playing straight, I suppose. So the corridor, corridor of uncertainty. Absolutely, absolutely. the original. Oh, so hopefully, the uh, the South African expat community based in Tooting will be uh, jumping on the northern line to uh, go yeah. support in force, uh, yeah. given the South African connection. But they're both uh, kind of, I mean, um, Caps thirty one, Frankie Kirk's twenty eight. I mean, who's going to inject a bit of youth into this side, Tom? Well, I've gone for Maddy Villiers. So, English player, 22 years old, so definitely on the younger scale. And in truth, this is a quite a well-balanced squad, I think, in terms of age across across the whole across the whole team. Um, Maddy is bowling right-hand off breaks um, and has now played 12 T20 internationals for England. So, you know, clearly a, a, a very talented individual who's, who's starting to really get some momentum in the game as a whole. So she's taken in those 12 games, 11 wickets, an average of 16.72. So really quite economical as well. I think the game and her style will fit very nicely into the 100, and I expect it to go a, go a long way. Um, she's also been quite heavily involved in the sort of promotion side for the 100 and is super exuberant sort of you know, fun person, quite obviously, and throws herself around in the field as well. Um, it's some excellent examples of fielding out there uh, on, a, on the tape. Um, but one thing I will be interested to see is where she's going to bat for the Invincibles. Um, so uh, Sunrisers is the, uh, is the domestic T20 club, and she bats for them at four and is, you know, improving quite quickly. I think the average is still around 10, but, you know, starting to put some scores together. But she's still batting, I think, at 10 for England. So I don't know quite where the Invincibles are going to slot her into the batting lineup. Um, I suppose that'll be a, a, a choice for the selector. Um, Rich, you're the selector for us today, having painted your back wall in overall Invincible <laughs> colours. Um, but who's, who's the real-life selector? The, the real sl- so yeah. this is obviously a new tournament. They're going to be travelling around the country, visiting these new teams. So naturally, you want a geography teacher in charge. And that's what the overall Invincibles have done. <laughs> with uh, John Batty, and he's not just a geography teacher, which is what PE teachers teach when they have to uh, get in the classroom. He's also a very, very good cricket coach and, and had a, a very good playing career. I don't know if you guys remember John Batty as being part of that Surrey side that swept uh, all before them in the early 2000s, uh, when you know, Alex Stewart was obviously playing for England most of the time. So, so Batty was the, uh, the wicketkeeper in that team. Uh, you know, had a very good domestic career. I think quite a lot of people would say he was unlucky never to never to play play for England. Um, but he retired back in 2013, and he's gone into coaching, uh, mostly part time whilst whilst being a school teacher. And he's been involved in the Surrey Stars setup for the last few years. Uh, and this year, sort of took on the role of coaching Surrey and also the Able Invincibles team, which you know happily for him <laughs> takes place during the school holidays. So yeah. <laughs> no, no clash there. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I think I think he's he's gone about about it the right way. He's come through in terms of um, the, the the domestic system. I think this could be a a, you know, a jumping off point to kind of other coaching roles. But you know, certainly a, a big pedigree in the game. A lot of experience in terms of coaching youngsters from 
like being head of cricket at, at various schools. So I think he'll be uh, kind of ideally suited to bring through this young crop of players. Kind of just shows how the money in cricket has changed, though. You know, sort of is is equivalent today would you know go and play some franchise cricket around the world and, and make his money and not then have to retire and get a proper job. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to do. I don't know. I don't know who it was who had the the siren going off behind them then, but I suspect that was the geography teachers union. Or the PE teachers unit, one of the two. Um, he's not the only link to former uh, players in the men's game. Um, Georgia Adams, um, her dad was Chris Adams, if you remember him as well. Yeah. Again, okay. the, uh, the successful player. And in fact, I've got batter. exactly. I've I've got Georgia actually opening the batting in my, in my lineup for the Invincibles. Um, Ollie, who have you gone? Same, for same here. Yeah, I had um, I had Sarah Bryce, uh, who um, opened for the Lightning, opening with opening with Georgia Adams. Um, yeah, you know, who's opening for the Vipers? So Vipers, so kind of you know, got got two natural openers, if you like. Yeah, I was I was exactly the same with myself there. So um, Sarah Bryce is the sister, more familial connections, of Catherine Bryce, who's with the Trent Rockets, um, Scottish international. Uh, will probably keep, I think, for this team as well. Yeah, I think we'll, I, I, I juggle this around a bit. I think yeah, we'll keep in my side as well. But not in much nick, actually. Having had a look through the recent stats, so I'll, I'll be see. Uh, keen to see how she gets on in the first yeah. few games. It's actually due a score. Yeah. That's the way um, to look at it. Yeah. She went, yeah. We all have those moments. You yeah. can't blame someone for that. Um but it's sufficiently talented. About to 20 get years, in. but never mind. <laughs> uh I, I've then gone with Van Niekirk and Cap. Uh are you going Cap I had Cap coming in five, which is um okay. which is where she tends to bat uh, bat in the big bash. Yeah. Um although occasionally she has come in at um Coming at the fall of the first wicket, and I think that's a a tactic around you. Uh, if there's if there's um, still balls left in the power play, I think she kind of occasionally gets um, gets pumped up the order just to um, just to have a swing. What so, do you think? Interesting that's, tactic. What number is she batting in the corridor at the minute? Do we know? <laughs> well, she's, she's opening the bowling from the uh, from the well, fire door to, end. Well, I need to know who the alternative four is. I suppose um, only who uh, you got in at four. I was putting Fran Wilson at four. Okay, um, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I had them the other way around, but I'm happy to go with that. I mean, Fran Wilson, all-format England player, um, averaging 22.25 in uh, the 30 international T20 matches she's played. And again, another really good fielder as well. Yeah, I think it might, it might well depend upon, depend upon the situation. So okay. I, think, um, I think Wilson, if you've sort of still got lots of balls, balls left to face and you want somebody that's going to... You know, you know, getting getting quickly, but score kind of um, kind of in a more orthodox manner than you want want Wilson. And whereas perhaps if you just um, you just want quick runs, um, just to set a target, or you you know perhaps a bit behind the rate, then um, then you might uh, you might put Cap in. Okay, happy with. So, well, you pretty much agreed there, right? You've got the yeah, not far away. Right. Not far. So that's uh, how about the how about the uh, the all round spots? If, uh, more consensus, or is a bit more debate at this point? I've gone at six. I've gone Alice Capsey, who's a 16-year-old, uh, which might be, you know, it might be a bit of a stretch, but it's it's something when you're um, you're being touted as a future England opener by someone like Raf Nicholson, who's the esteemed cricket journalist. Um, Alice is, you know, is is breaking through pretty quickly. She also deal, uh, bowls a decent right arm right arm off break. Um, so I felt that somewhere in the middle order would be about right, alongside maybe Grace Gibbs, 
um, who's had a, a reasonably poor um, Rachel <laughs> Hayho Flint trophy, fair to say, with the ball, failed to take a wicket. But, uh, you know, he's still suitably talented in and around the England setup as well. I don't know about you, Holly. Was it, I, had, I had Capsi followed by Gibbs as well. Um, oh. So, yes, we've, okay. we've gone for the same walk-out option. <laughs> Just in case anyone's wondering, we genuinely don't talk about these before. Yeah, we've not been conferring. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Capsi's been batting at three for the um, for the stars. So, um, so yeah, I think she's yeah. been in a decent bit of nick with both bat and ball. So kind of on form, I've got to, got her coming in next. And then, as you say, Gibbs um, has not had a great great time with the ball, but she's been batting at five as well. So I think that's you know, that's yeah. a reasonable sort of uh, reasonable middle order. What was your what was the dilemma there if you hadn't gone for Gibbs? Was there somebody else you know knocking at the door who could have taken her role or could potentially could if her poor poor run continues? Uh, I wondered about Joe Gardner. Um, he's you know absolutely you know good quality all round, a twenty four uh, years old. Um, but th- there was that option, or there's the option of bringing in a specialist keeper and someone like Rihanna Southby. Um, again, can clearly bat with the England academy set up at the world, at the moment. So again, plenty of talent there. Yeah. But um, I thought if if you're going to have Bryce keeping, then that might be a space you could save. Yeah. So I can I consider I consider that, and the, the conversation I might might want to have is whether um, Bryce thinks that giving up the gloves for a few games would allow her to just focus on a batting. Hmm. And if you get Bryce, you know, kind of back and back in the runs again, um, then it's possibly worth a, a spot lower down the order to have a specialist keeper. So, okay. so it could be it could be a tactic. Yeah, I also considered Gardner. She's um, she tends to bat a bit further down the order. I think she's been batting at eight for the Sunrisers, but but made forty two last week, so you know, is in a bit of nick as well. Um and, you know, both some useful off breaks. So yeah, she was kind of you know, probably pushing for pushing for a spot as well in my eleven. So who's gonna be doing the bowling then for these uh, for these uh, invincibles? So the back four for me were Maddie Villiers, Eva Gray, Tash Fount, and Shabnan Ismail. Um I don't know, let you digest that, Ollie, while I get them up on screen. I think that's Ismail, the, the third highest wicket taker in all, all time, I think, in women's international cricket. With uh, sorry, in T Twenty internationals, with one hundred ten wickets, so plenty of experience there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, South African, yeah, absolutely, going to be going to be leading this attack, I think. Yeah, the third of our um, South African trio. Um, Tash Farrant, clearly well involved with the England setup as well across the years. Uh, left-handed medium bowler um, has taken. I think she's had fifteen ex- uh, uh, England appearances. Um, the only concern about her is she can be quite expensive, and so you wonder if she gets put under a bit of pressure, under a bit of tap, whether that's going to be a problem for the Invincibles. Is that the, the same thing? Oh, the other name worth mentioning is um, uh, is Danielle Gregory. So, young leg spinner um, has has only sort of just broken through, really, sort of, you know, kind of this year. But she's been picking up wickets in the uh, in the Charlotte Edwards Cup, um, kind of decent economy rate, keeping it down below below six. Um, so even if she's just in the just in the squad, you know, kind of learning from um, uh, Van Nierkirk, you know, that I think it'll be it'll be good experience for her. But actually, she, at the moment, on kind of current form, she's probably making a case for for getting in the starting eleven. So well, you uh, say that. I mean, Megan Bell was the Kent Bowler of the Year, I think, with her right-handed off breaks in the 2019-20 season. So um, definitely a bit of depth there as well on that side. Yeah. So they put some yeah. pressure on Maddie Villiers there. Mm. Uh, was that was that your same bowling lineup for you, Ollie? Uh, yeah, that, I, I, had the, I had the same, but there's just you know, there are a few others that I think could easily slot into that into that side and you know, potentially um, potentially strengthen the bowling attack. 
it kind of depends on the pitches they're playing on also kind of who's in form because so yeah Gregory seems to be the form you know one of the form bowlers at the minute yeah well we're playing at the oval for at least half the games so you think um I don't know I mean what's the oval playing like at the minute Rich have you been around there well pretty wet at the minute judging by the rest of London <laughs> it's something like my garden it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be slow and low <laughs> I didn't mean look out the window <laughs> no there's um there's a decent balance to the squad i think the days of the oval being having the reputation of being this you know fast bowlers paradise and like the bounciest wicket in england isn't yeah you know perhaps perhaps is true anymore but i still think it does favor that favor a good batting side but a but a very big ground i think that's one of the key points about the oval so you know big boundaries um requires decent range hitting to clear the ropes yeah and that may be maybe back in favour of Ollie's argument for having Marazan, or my argument it was, that way round, Marazan Cap at four. <laughs> <laughs> Getting him up the order a bit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you certainly going to, you wanted facing some balls. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's, that, that's probably a good question we'll have to track when we get into the tournament itself is, you know, there might be, as it, you sometimes see it in T10, where if you, you want just a batter to be a batter, and you mentioned it about, say, so Bryce not being the keeping, you just wanted to bat you want them to get doubles that's the first four or five wickets only are going to do any batting you can kind of forget about it after that because if you've lost that many wickets you might not be in the game anyway we'll see how yeah. that pans out um yeah. any and other we kind, of, we, kind of, so we kind of pick our lineups you know so having to have you know, one eye on you know, where things go in t20 cricket but obviously 20 balls less you know kind of you kind know, of we don't quite know how far down you're gonna to have to bat no so i i look at that squad and we've this is now the, the the sixth team we've looked at, and for me, it's it's the it's the bottom of the pile by some some margin. Um, which isn't to say it's not a good select, a good squad of cricketers. It just doesn't seem as strong as the other teams. Um, you know, the two England centrally contracted players, um, you know, Fran Wilson, um, Tash Farron, aren't getting into the side at the minute. Um, maybe they they'll feature in the T20s against India, but they they weren't involved in the tests or the one days. Um, and again, the South African players you know, are very experienced, but you know, are they best in the world quality? Uh, and as you, you kept mentioning about some of the domestic players, you know, very few of them in a really good nick at the minute. So yeah. I worry for them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, think um, I agree. Yeah. I think the, I think kind of the, you know, the South African trio kind of, I think, you know, kind of need to try and sort of be this be the spine of this team and kind of try and you know hopefully you know, then get everybody else into form to kind of play around them a little bit um, you, know, you know i think there's some big characters you know coming into the dressing room from those from those three so you know it'd be interesting to just sort of see how they go because oh, as you say on paper you know perhaps they're not not as strong as some of the sides we've looked at but you know, perhaps they and nick you know she's the she's the international captain can she kind of you know, yeah. demonstrate leadership skills into you know turning this it's either her or it's John Batty. Put the school books down, <laughs> get a hold of your team and get some wickets. Okay, so thank you for joining us uh, again on that squad profile. We kept it nice and tight, I think, but that's you know all to prove for the Oval Invincibles. We're not convinced. Um, so, Ollie, Rich, unless you've got any final closing comments, it's been a pleasure. See you soon. Uh, if you've enjoyed the content, then let us know give us a like and we'd appreciate it and uh, we'll be seeing you next time for the men's squad from the Oval Invincibles until then good night bye bye